You're listening to Quick and Dirty History, the show about American history on the go. This episode of Quick and Dirty History is brought to you by Good Dental Hygiene. Without it, you could have a smile like a methamphetamine fiend or George Washington. That's right. While it's a common known fact that the father of our country had dentures, many people don't realize that they weren't made from wood, but hippopotamus ivory, human teeth, and metal alloys. So go to a dentist. Oh, and don't do meth. Your teeth will thank you. It's so difficult not to look at historical figures of the American Revolution like demigods. When you think of Benjamin Franklin, George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, or James Madison, it's so easy to think of them as being more than ordinary human beings. Our founding fathers warned against younger generations of Americans recognizing them in such a way. Our founders were certainly badass motherfuckers, but they were just that. They were flesh and blood like you and I. Future generations of Americans are just as capable, if not more so, in continuing to make America a more perfect union and to improve upon this one-of-a-kind experiment in government and society. The most important lesson from our founding fathers and of the revolution is that the key to a great America is that it's an ever-evolving and ongoing process. The revolution teaches us that the political opinions and actions of our founders mattered a great deal, and so do our actions today. Some of our founders weren't even sure that the great American constitution would last more than five years. It was, of course, the wherewithal of those who came before us and those who will come after us that keep the American experiment alive. The great question for every generation of Americans, including yours, is what mark will you leave? Although he really wanted to go home to Mount Vernon and retire, George Washington was about to leave his mark too. In 1789, the first presidential election took place and George Washington was unanimously elected President of the United States. With 69 electoral votes, he is the only president in our country's history to come into office with the support of all electors. Without the man who had led America to victory during the Revolution, the presidency may have been a failure. Every move he made was used in writing the book on how to be president. Washington even said, I walk on untrodden ground. He would be leaving his mark with every decision he made as America's first executive. At the time, electors had two votes. The candidate who received a majority of the votes was elected president. The candidate with the second most votes in the Electoral College was elected vice president. John Adams, who had just served as the first U.S. ambassador to Great Britain, was elected as vice president. Unlike our elections today, which cost billions of dollars, the presidential election of 1789 cost nothing, nada, zip, nilch. There was no campaigning involved, just the election of good-hearted individuals who wanted prosperity for the United States. Nobody was worried about political parties either. Although there were differences in opinions between Federalists and Anti-Federalists, no formal political parties existed. Doesn't that sound like a really nice change of pace? George Washington had the help of brilliant politicians, such as Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson in his cabinet. 
With their help, he was able to successfully quiet the fears of a president becoming a tyrant, much like King George III had been. In 1792, Washington was unanimously re-elected. But four years later, he refused a third term. Here, Washington set the precedent again that a president should only be in office for two terms. While two terms is now a constitutional amendment, Washington set the standard before it was even cool. In 1797, he finally began his long-awaited retirement to Mount Vernon as the largest producer of whiskey in America. When George Washington died, he was said to be first in war, first in peace, and first in the hearts of his countrymen.